Welcome to episode 64 of the Becoming Mind Strong podcast. So in this season, we've been talking about this idea of a pyramid, which I, I know I made this joke before, but I just find it hilarious considering the season started with a talk about Egypt and then the visual we're going to is a pyramid. Maybe you don't find that as funny as I do, but it cracks me up every time I say it. Anyway, we're talking about this idea of a pyramid where at the foundation, at the, the root of this pyramid is our physical health, right? In the last episode, we talked about there, there being a bridge, the mindset work, the neuroscience, the consciously unwiring and rewiring our brain for habits that serve. That, that works as the bridge between physical health leading ultimately to the top of the pyramid, which I'm calling our soul's work, our soul's journey, our life's purpose, living in alignment, whatever term you want to put with it. So the obvious question when we start to talk about this stuff is, where do I start, right? And I said in the intro to this season, you know, I, I like to put a lot of polls on on Instagram, on Facebook, and ask people what they want to hear about in the next season of the podcast. And the number one, actually tied for number one, the Egypt story was number one, um, a very close second, I think, it were the actual statistics, is that people wanted to know where to start. So I'm going to break this up into two different conversations. In this episode, we're going to talk about the foundation of the of the pyramid. We're going to talk about your physical health. And then in the next episode, we're going to dive into where to start when it comes to both mindset and the soul's work. Now, I want to give a bit of a disclaimer. If you've listened to all the seasons of my podcast, if you've read my book, if you're in the MindStrong family, this episode on where to start with physical stuff might seem a bit elementary to you might be a bit redundant. I know for me, even if I'm more advanced at something, I always like re-listening, relearning because I catch snippets of what I don't know. And that said, if you're more advanced, you might not need to know where to start when it comes to health and fitness. Maybe you know what to do, whether you're doing it or not. Um, but either way, in this episode, we're going to dive into where to start when it comes to taking control of your physical health, the bottom of the pyramid. And then in the next episode, we're going to talk about actionable tools, right? We, this is not rainbow and glitter and unicorn and pump you up, feel good fluff. We're talking about actionable tools in where to start when it comes to your mindset and your soul's work. But for right now, let's dive in with where to start when it comes to your physical health. Welcome to Becoming Mind Strong, the official podcast of Mind Strong Fitness. My name is Rachel and I'm the CEO of Mind Strong Fitness and I am here to teach you truth. No more shakes, no more wraps, no more point systems, no more cutting out carbs, and most of all, no more living off restriction. We are here to learn nutrition as a skill and it's a skill you only need to learn once and you will literally never diet again. So you ready? Let's rock and roll. So I'm going to start this conversation about physical health as if I'm going to pretend that whoever's listening has, has never lived in the MindStrong world before. So again, if you listen to the intro of this episode, I gave you a little disclaimer that this might feel a little bit redundant um, or elementary if you've been here before. So if it's not for you, it's not for you. If you're new here, this will be super beneficial, I hope. Um, and if you're not new, hopefully it'll it'll be some good reminders. Maybe there's some things you forgot or tips and tricks you can you can get out of it. First and foremost, I mentioned this in an earlier episode this season, nutrition is 90% of this game. A lot of times when people come to me, they're like, Rachel, I know I need to get my health in check, but I am overwhelmed. I am freaking overwhelmed, right? Like I don't have time to work out. I don't know what to do with nutrition. I'm scared of the gym. I, you know, maybe used to do cardio, but I hated being on a treadmill for hours at a time. Like help me, where, where do I start? 
The answer a thousand out of 10 times is start with your nutrition. If you never do a workout another day of your life, you can see results with nutrition alone. So that's step number one is if it overwhelms you to think about workouts, put them aside. Don't even think about them. We have had members come through Ignite, our 12-week program, and we have like almost, I'm not going to say forbade them, but we have told them, I very, very strongly suggest you don't even think about the workout part because the second we put our bodies and our minds into overwhelm, we're not going to stick with it. I am all about baby steps and momentum, which we will talk about endlessly this episode. So if the thought of working out feels overwhelming to you, put it out of your mind for right now. What's going to happen eventually, and we don't even need to think about this yet because it's going to be an organic process, is that as you get your nutrition in check, as you start to feel better in your skin, as your energy skyrockets, as your health gets in check, we are pleasure-seeking creatures. We were designed by human nature to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So as we start to feel better, we're not just going to stop there right? You don't just see a movie and say, oh, that was great. Never talk about it again. We go and tell our friends. We talk about it endlessly. Maybe we see it a second time. We want more of what feels good. So as we start to feel good through nutrition, there's going to come a time where you're like, oh, man, I think I'm ready. What if I dip my toe into the world of exercise? And then as we'll talk about later on, we're not going to jump in full force. We're going to take baby steps there as well. So I'm starting the conversation here because if, if workouts overwhelm you, take them out of your mind. I, I'm signing your permission slip to forget about workouts and just focus on nutrition. Now, I have done countless episodes on, on macronutrients, um, on what they are, on how to start with macros. We're not going to get that nitty gritty with it this episode, but I do want to give some overview information about why I'm such a fan of it, of what is never going to work with your nutrition, what is absolutely going to work with your nutrition, and the most importantly, for the sake of this episode, what steps to start. So if you're new to the world of macros, 10, 15, maybe 30 second intro, when I say macros, I'm simply talking about macronutrients. So you take any food on the shelf, you flip it over, there's a nutrition label. It's going to give you 100 pieces of data, right? Uh, total calories, potassium, vitamin D, the whole shebang. There are three nutrients of which our body needs the most. That's why they're called macronutrients. Very simply put, your three macronutrients are your carbs, your carbohydrates, your fat, and your protein. So when I'm talking about macros, I'm talking about making sure your body has a balance of carbs, fat, and protein. Okay, if you've hung out in this world before, you know that if I knew 20 different versions of how to take control of your nutrition in a sustainable way, I would teach 20. In all my years of doing this, both doing this meaning being a human who went through the nutrition struggle and now being a person in the fitness world, a fitness expert, I know of one and it's macro tracking. So that's why I teach it. And again, like I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty of macros and I want you to understand macros are not Rachel's world of health and fitness. They are literally the most sustainable approach to nutrition I've ever found that I, in my in my belief exist because they are not based on restriction. The second you tell yourself, I can eat this, I can't eat this, I'm allowed to eat this, I'm not allowed to eat this, I can only eat this point system, I can only drink this shakes, this is a good food, this is a bad food, this is allowed, this is not allowed, it's never going to last. Right. The proof is in the pudding. Huh, that's kind of a pun. The proof is in the pudding. Go look at how many diets all of us most of us, I should say, have started and stopped. And when you dig into them, you see you haven't tried 5,000 diets. You've tried different versions of one diet. And that diet was telling you what you quote unquote can or can't eat. 
the beauty of macros, the reason I'm such a fan, the reason I'm taking the time to harp on this, which has now gone way over 30 seconds, is because with macro tracking, you eat whatever the hell you want, right? If you're someone like me who loves donuts, I'm not going to eat them all the time. They're not the most nutritious choice. They don't have the most vitamins and minerals, but I can absolutely fit them into my personal macro plan and still lose weight. If you love an evening glass of wine and you try to go on a diet and never drink wine again, good luck with that, right? Like I'm not giving up whiskey. You might not want to give up wine. You don't have to. The beauty of macros is there's nothing that's off limits. You're fitting things into your personal plan and that's what makes it sustainable. Now, again, I wrote an entire book on macros. You can go on our website. We will do your macros for you. Um, If you go, I'll put a shameless plug in here. If you go to www.mindstrongfitness.com or if you send an email to team, T-E-A-M, at mindstrongfitness.com, we can help you get set up with programs to learn your macro plan. That's beyond the scope of this episode. Today, we're talking about where to start when it comes to your physical health. So I, I took the time to explain that because my answer to that question is to learn the skill of macro tracking. And if you're not ready to dive in with the coach yet, if you're not ready to do even a self-paced program yet, there's steps you can start taking now. The first thing I suggest is this, we need data, right? I've used this, um, I've used this analogy in past episodes, but it bears repeating right now. If I'm in a world of debt and my goal is to become wealthy, the first few steps, it's going to be really tough to stay out of judgment. Because what I'm going to have to do is I'm going to get very honest with myself. I'm going to have to print out credit card statements and mortgage statements, and I'm going to have to sit down and see on paper in black and white the debt that I'm in and how far I have to go to hit my goal. And that's not fun. Nobody wants to do that, right? That's saying, put your hand on the hot stove and leave it there for a minute. Nobody wants to do that. It goes against our nature as pleasure-seeking creatures. And if you don't do that, you're just guessing right? Saying, well, I'll just spend less and save more. Cool. When has that worked for anyone in the history of ever? That's not how you form a plan. We have to know this much money's coming in, this much money's going out. This is how much money we're going to save. We stay consistent. We give it time. We give it consistency over and over and over again till we wake up one day and we're like, holy crap, I'm so proud of you, past self. You not only got, got out of doubt, debt, but you, you built some wealth for yourself. That is the process. And the same is true with your nutrition. The very first step that I'm going to suggest that you take when it comes to your nutrition, it's what everyone who comes through our programs do. Whether you do a self-paced program, whether you work with one of my coaches, whether you work directly with me in our elite program, every human we work with starts in the same place. And this is where I suggest you start. Download a free app. Um, I use my fitness pal. I'm not associated with them. Who knows? Maybe one day they won't be around and you'll have no idea what I'm talking about in this episode. There's a million free macro tracking apps. I want to be super clear here. Do not use their macro suggestions. They are wrong. And I am flat out saying wrong. When done correctly, macros are way too personal for any online calculator or any app. And if we had more time in this episode, I would repeat that 30 times until it's annoying. Do not use online macro calculators. Do not use the macro suggested by apps. We are only using them to track. And that is super important because if you put the time in to learn the skill of macro tracking and your numbers are wrong, you might gain weight. You might do the opposite of what you're trying to do. They won't work. And then not only are you back to where you started or worse, but now you're going to be like, well, shit, Rachel said this is the only sustainable approach to nutrition and it didn't work for me. The answer to macro tracking is it works for everyone. It's math, it's science, it's biology. It works for everyone. 
And it only works when your numbers are set correctly, which you will not get from an online calculator or an app. Side note. So you're going to choose whatever free app you want. Um, I use my fitness pal just because I've used it for a long time. I'm comfortable with it. There's one called lose it as of the time of this recording. There's a million, doesn't matter which one you use for the next five to seven days. You are going to eat as you normally eat and simply input your food. Okay. So you wake up in the morning, you have two eggs, you have a slice of toast, you have three slices of turkey bacon, whatever it is. You're not going to try to change how you eat. You're not going to try to be on good behavior. You're going to eat as you normally eat, and you're going to input it into your app. These apps are very user-friendly. If you're like, I have no idea what that means, don't worry about it. Because once you download the app and start playing with it, it's super easy. There's a massive database. You, you type in your food, you find the one that matches, you put it in. Now, a couple of important parts to this step. You're just going to eat as you normally eat, track, to, track five to seven days. Number one, you don't have to be perfect with it. And again, I would repeat that 30 times if it wouldn't be annoying. The biggest hindrance to people when they start this process is they overthink it, which is normal. I'm not invalidating the need, the, the desire to overthink. You don't have to overthink it, right? If, if you have bread that you made at home, so the exact recipe isn't in my fitness pal, it doesn't matter. What we're using this information for is a bird's eye view of how you tend to eat. So don't worry about being perfect. Do the best you can. Eat as you normally eat and track. Okay. Number two, and again, this is easier said than done, is this is judgment-free. The second we start to get into thoughts like, oh, I can't believe I'm eating this all day. Oh, I should only eat grilled chicken because I have to put it in my app and I don't want to see that on there. We're going to mess up the effects of this. It's just like that conversation about getting out of debt. It is just data. Our goal in this is to emotionally separate because the reality is this is going on whether we're conscious of it or not, right? You're in debt, whether you're looking at those printouts or not. The reason that you're struggling with your health right now is because of what we're about to see in the app. So if you don't want to track, don't track, right? Do you, boo-boo, I'm not going to come to your house and bang on your window and ask you if you tracked your food that day. And whatever's going on is going on, whether you're tracking it or not. So it's simply data. So whatever you need to tell yourself, I've used that as a mantra in the past. It's just data. It's happening no matter what. It's just data. Sometimes it helps to think, you know what? What I'm doing right now is I'm shining the light of awareness. Like this is literally the last moment of my life where I'm out of control in my nutrition. And yeah, it feels uncomfortable right now. Yeah, I don't want to see this data on an app. And this is the day I take control. So I'm going to do the uncomfortable thing right now. Whatever you need to tell yourself to emotionally separate from that data, do what you need to do to get that information tracked. Okay. You're going to track for five to seven days. Now, at the end of that, the app is going to give you some information. They have, it's, 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 it's all about differentiated learning. If you like uh, pie graphs, if you're a bar graph type of person, if you're a typed out kind of person, most of these apps have different options and how you can view the data. It's all the same data. It's going to show you your average, your week. You can do daily average. You can do weekly average. It's going to show you on average how you tend to eat, meaning on average, how many calories a day are you eating? On average, your three macros, right? We said carbs, fat, and protein. On average, how many grams of carbs are you eating? How many grams of fat are you eating? How many grams of protein you're eating? Now, in the beginning, if you're new to this, you have no idea what ideal ranges are, right? We don't know what a good range of protein is. We don't know what a good range of fat is if you're new to this world. And it doesn't matter because what we're doing right now is we're taking baby steps. There are, there are changes you can start making. There are baby steps you can start making that are going to common sense your way through this. 
right? If you see that you're eating 4,000 calories a day, I, I would assume that most people would be like, you know what, for, for where I am in life, if I'm a five foot three woman, that, that seems like a lot of calories. Now, does that mean I'm going to drop down to 1200 calories? Hell no. Please don't anyone here drop down to 1200 calories. Nobody on the face of this earth should be surviving on 1200 calories a day. Now, now the macro nerd me needs to do a caveat. If you're eating 900 calories a day, we're going to work through 1200, but you are putting your body into starvation mode when you start eating that low. That's a whole other conversation. My point is, if you're eating 4,000 calories a day, I think that we can common sense our way of like, you know what? I'm going to drop it down a little bit. Let me go to 3,500, right? And immediately you might be like, well, Rachel, that's not enough. I'm not going to lose weight on 3,500. Listen, you've just spent the past years eating 4,000. First of all, if you try to drop down to 1,500, you're never going to last, right? You're going to cave. You're going to binge. You're going to be back where you started. Number two, 3,500 is a hell of a lot better than 4,000. And your body's going to be able to handle it better so you're not starving and it can adjust. So after a few weeks at 3,500, now we can start dropping down to 3,000 and so on and so on. What we want to do is create a comfort zone for our body. What most people do incorrectly, and I'm going to call out coaches, most coaches do this incorrectly, is they try to do massive jumps. They say, hey, you're only eating 30 grams of protein a day. Your body needs 130. In what world are you going to go? I'll use myself. In no world am I going from 30 grams of protein a day to 130 grams of protein a day and think I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to be chugging protein powder until I'm vomiting and I'm never going to stay with that. The way we make this sustainable is by those baby steps. So when you look at those averages and you're like, well, I don't know if this is good or bad, you can start taking baby steps. You know what? It seems like my calories are high. Maybe I'll lower them for a bit. It seems like protein's kind of low. Like I don't know what a good protein range is, but it feels like I probably need more than 40 grams a day. So what if I aim for 50? I'll tell you, most people are surprised by carbs. Most people come to us and they say, oh, I eat so many carbs in a day. And then they track and they're like, oh, that actually doesn't seem like that many carbs. But again, you might not know ideal ranges. When have we ever spoken this language before? There are resources beyond the scope of this podcast episode where my team, my business, we can help you figure out those ranges. But for the point of the question of this episode, where to start, the answer is eat as you normally eat, track your food for five to seven days, look at the data and start to identify baby steps you can make. Maybe your baby step is just to keep tracking, right? I don't know what to do with these numbers, but I'm going to keep tracking and build that habit. So next month when I get that promotion and I can afford to hire a coach, then I can take the next step. This is about shining the light of awareness, making baby steps and getting momentum. Now, last part of this conversation is workouts. You heard me say in the beginning, you don't have to work out to see results. Workouts have fantastic effects. They're great for your health. They're great for your, for your heart. They're great for your lungs. You build lean muscle mass. They speed up your metabolism. And nutrition is 90% of this. So if you get to a place with your nutrition where you're like, you know what, That's, this feels good. I'm ready for more. Now we can dip our toe into the world of workouts. If you're there now and you're like, I'm ready to dip my toe into the world of workouts, I just, I'm not ready to go gung-ho, right? I'm not ready to do five days a week of an hour-long workout. Again, I will keep coming back to this because this to me is the de defining feature of how we make things sustainable. Human nature, this is Freud's pleasure principle. 
We are pleasure-seeking creatures. We are designed to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So the second we go into anything, whether it's getting out of debt, whether it's nutrition, whether it's workouts, the second we go in and say, day one, here we go, I'm going balls to the wall, five days a week, an hour day of workouts, you're never going to stick with it. It is too much change for our caveman mind. It is putting us into a space of pain. It is putting us into a space of discomfort, and we are going to self-sabotage to get out of it. The key to all of this is in baby steps and momentum. So if you are brand new to working out, the only thing that I care about is that you enjoy what you're doing. And that sounds super woo-woo pump you up, but bear with me. Okay. I'll give you an example. In our Ignite program, our signature 12-week program, we lay out workouts for the people who want to do them. It has you working out four days a week. Every day shows you the exact exercises to do. There's videos of me showing you correct form, showing you common mistakes to watch out for. It's no brainer. You follow Rachel on the videos, you do a workout, you're done. Most people that come to us are not ready for four days a week and five or six exercises each workout. That, that is not the norm. We provide them to make it easy, but you don't have to do that. So when people are ready to start dipping their toe in the water, the conversation is this. I've had this conversation with more people than I can count. I want you to go through Ignite and I want you to pick out your two favorite exercises. You're not allowed to pick more than that. Your two exercises only. And so they'll pick out their two. I, I really like bicep curls and I really like lunges. Nobody's ever said lunges. <laughs> Nobody likes lunges. Just kidding. I'm sure there's people who like lunges. I've never heard it. I hate lunges personally. But let's say, you know, hypothetical Helen likes bicep curls and, and lunges. Then we're going to talk about how many days a week feels re realistic. And the key to this is that the answer is a feeling, right? If you say, I can do this four days a week. And the second you say that you feel your body tense, your answer is not four days a week. Trying to be an overachiever is shooting yourself in the foot. You're going to think about in your body, what feels freeing. You know what? I can commit to two days a week. And the second you have that thought, that little voice in your head is going to go, oh, that's not enough. What are you going to do? Nope. Shut it down. The key to this exercise is feeling into the bare minimum. So now hypothetical Helen, we're going to stick with that name. She's going to do bicep curls and she's going to do lunges two days a week. And every time she does it, she's going to throw herself a freaking internal party. And nothing about that is rainbow and glitter and unicorn. That is neuroscience. Because when she throws herself that party, when she says, you know what? I didn't feel like working out today, but I did my bicep curls. I did my lunges and I did them my first of two days this week. I feel like a freaking rock star. Now her brain's releasing dopamine. Now her brain's releasing all those feel-good chemicals that we crave. So later on in the week when it's time for day two and she doesn't really feel like doing it, now her brain has proof. You know what? On Tuesday, you didn't feel like doing it either. But remember how good it felt? I bet if I just bite the bullet and get it done, I'm going to have that same effect. And when she does it and she throws herself a party and the dopamine releases, well, now she's starting to form a habit through consistency. Now, if you've heard me say till I'm blue in the face, we are pleasure-seeking creatures. Hypothetical Helen is not going to do bicep curls and lunges for the rest of her life, right? At some point, she's going to come back and be like, you know what, Rachel? I'm crushing my bicep curls. I'm crushing my lunges. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling for a bicep bump each day. I'm feeling my legs start to, to perk up a little bit. What else can I do? What else can I do? And then we start adding these baby steps. You know what? Let's pick a third exercise. Let's pick a third day. Maybe we do both. Maybe we don't. But when we start to use this trickle effect, it's the same thing as going from 4,000 calories a day to 3,500 a day. We're taking baby steps. We're letting our body adjust, 
right? It's the difference between spraying a hose in it, into a bucket and it splatters everywhere versus if you do a drop of water at a time, you don't even see the bucket filling. When we make these small steps, our body's adjusting along the way. It feels normal. It doesn't feel overwhelming. And best of all, as it starts to adjust, it starts to feel good. And the more our body feels good, the more it wants to feel good. And this is how we create a snowball going down a hill. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about the same concept of where to start, but we're going to talk about from the concept of mindset and then this soul, soul journey, soul work that we've been talking about. But for today, when it comes to your nutrition, eat as you normally eat, start tracking your food five to seven days, take some time to look at your averages, make some baby steps on your own, reach out to team at mindstrongfitness.com or go to our website, www.mindstrongfitness.com if you want help with first steps, but we're shining the light of awareness. If you're ready for workouts, when you're ready for workouts, you're going to feel into the bare minimum you can commit to. You're going to pick your favorite exercises. You're going to focus on consistency because as we'll talk about in the next episode, that's what, what that's what cements those neural connections. That's what build habits. That's why we're focused on consistency over intensity. And you're going to repeat, 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 trusting that we are pleasure-seeking creatures. And the more our body feels good, the more it wants to feel good. For more information on MindStrong Fitness or how to work with us or to grab an invite to our next upcoming workshop, go to www.mindstrongfitness.com.